Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Today, we'll talk with a doctor about his view of medicine as ministry. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd here with you each week along with Percy, and we have been on the air now for several months, Percy. And it's great to have listeners come along. I'd love for our listeners to tell others about this program. Absolutely. We are encouraging everyone. Share with your friends. Take links and put on Facebook and all of the social uh, media outlets. And let people know about the show. We are encouraged. Uh, We've been hearing back. And I've had individuals uh, let me know how they've been blessed so far. But we need your help to kind of spread the word about health, hope, and inspiration. Yeah, you can do that easily. Uh, We have a website, which you can pass the link along. It's health, hope, and inspiration. Inspiration.com. You can read more about our host, Percy McCray. Uh, you'll find out uh, more about this program, and you can listen to past programs all at the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, where are we headed today with this program? We're headed today, and we're going to hear from a physician, as in your opening statements, who first and foremost, in his perspective, in his opinion, feels that the practice of medicine for him is a type of ministry. And again, I don't think that we've specifically have spoken to anyone who's used those specific terms, but he feels very passionate around the fact that uh, his practice of medicine, good evidence-based medicine, uh, is a type of ministry for him. And of course, the word ministry is defined as one who serves or a servant. So when we demystify that term a little little bit, he feels that he has been specifically created and designed and called to be a servant or to serve the population through his uh, acumen and his education of understanding medicine and science, and that he views that as a type of ministry for him. In a few minutes, we're going to meet Dr. Leon Yoder, and I want to get this right. He is a gastroenterologist. That is correct. That's a big word. That is a big word. It is. (laughs) But along the way, he's going to give us uh, lots of helpful, practical information as well about treatment options and, and other things as well. He will. And so with that, we're excited. Uh, our spiritual nugget for the day, if we if okay. we will, Wayne. Please. Romans 8, to set the stage, I think it will be very profound when we get to the end of the show. Uh, verse 18 basically tells us, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. We're going to talk about suffering a little bit and the power of having someone who feels called as a ministry to help people work through suffering and understand different dynamics of medicine and care with our guest today. We're so glad to have you with us. And once again, the website is healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'll be right back. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Call 855-929-HOPE to speak to an oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, 
Our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Call 855-929-HOPE to learn more. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae. Our guest is coming up now. And just remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Percy, introduce our guest today. Well, I'm excited today to have with me uh, a very special guest, Dr. Leon Yoder, who is a gastroenterologist. Uh, He works at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and he's been in the field of medicine for close to 40 years now. And we really want to kind of talk about some things relevant to the the specific practice of medicine uh, that he's involved in. But let's talk and hear some things from uh, Dr. Yoda. It's good to have you today, Dr. Yoda. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Tell me a little bit about what a gastroenterologist does so that we can have a better idea. And what are some of the types of specific cancers uh, that you treat and that you're involved in? A gastroenterologist covers a broad field, and I'll start right at the top, from swallowing disorders, which are esophageal cancers, Mm -hmm. it could be gastric cancers, which are stomach disorders or cancers, small bowel disorders or cancers involving the small intestine, to colon cancers and to rectal cancers. It also includes pancreatic cancers and liver cancers. Okay. Out of that very extensive list, uh, one of the types of cancers that, that I heard that I know that typically many people tend to focus on that historically has been viewed as one of the more difficult type of cancers to treat is pancreatic cancer. So let's talk a little bit about some of, uh, in, in that regard, what are some of the latest technologies or are there some technologies or treatments for any and all of these types of cancers that people should be aware of and knowledgeable about? Yes, each one of those areas that we t- that I just uh, covered has its own individual type of treatment. Okay. And that treatment can be anywhere from resection, surgical removal of that cancer, okay, to chemotherapy, to radiation therapy, to even ablation therapy, and then sometimes just to relieve the symptoms for that type of therapy. For instance, if someone has difficulty swallowing from an esophageal cancer, that during that time, the patients may lose a lot of weight because they can't swallow sure. the foods that they need to maintain their nutrition. So oftentimes, we are able to then to help them by putting a stent in. A stent temporarily helps with the swallowing. That opens up the esophagus, and then they're able to eat okay. and maintain their nutrition during their times of treatment. So you you really are dealing with, uh, in many cases, some really complex uh, bodily functions related to uh, the effects of these types of cancers. Talk to me, if you will, about uh, what are some of the elements of things that you hear from from cancer patients and their caregivers that are concerns for them with respect to these specific types of cancers? What are some of the things that patients are struggling with or concerned about? You know, first when they hear cancer and then when they f- and then have cancer themselves, they always say, "It had to. why did it happen to me? Sure, why, why me? Why did it happen to me when I did everything I knew what was right and yet it still happened to me? 
And then once they get over that part of it, about answering that, is then how long will I live? Mm. Is is this going to cut my life short? And then it becomes even more in that the patients will say, well, if I'm going to live longer, how am I going to live longer? What kind of treatment am I going to have to have? Is the treatment going to be so hard on me that I can't go through all of this? I don't know anything about treatment. I don't know anything about chemotherapy. I don't know about radiation therapy. I don't know about surgery. I don't know anything. Sure. So all these things are questions in that we all have when we're going through this time. And this is what, why we're here. We're here then to see and help and explain why, how, how long, what kind of treatment you're going to have. Sure. What is it that led or persuaded you to actually enter into the practice of medicine? What motivated that decision for you, sir? My background was very simple. I came from a farm family. Mom and dad had eighth grade educations, and that was it. My mother always wanted to be a nurse, Hmm. but she said she never had the schooling to be a nurse. Okay. But she loved the medical field. She liked helping people. I never thought about it too much, but then in high school— I was uh, I, I did most of my work in the science area, and uh, I remember writing one of my projects. Uh, uh, it was a term paper. It was on cancer treatment, and I was 16 years of age during that time when I thought, why did I ever write something like this? Yeah, at 16 years of age but, at that. But then the healing came to me, and also the ministry came to me also. Do I want to be a minister of God by doing mission work? Or do I want to be a minister of God doing the healing work in medicine? I didn't know that. But I prayed about that long enough, hard enough. I said, you know, God, you're probably saying, you know, you got to make up your own mind. Mm. But in reality, he made my mind up. When I was in undergraduate school, I was an atomic scientist when I graduated. And I said, you know, this isn't the area that God wants me to be in. And then I said, you know, the only thing that I remember when I was five, seven, eight years younger, that I wanted to be in some type of healing ministry. And that decision then said, I have to learn how to become a physician. That would be my best area that I feel comfortable with and that I can do something about that I can help people. And so it started right from that. So in hearing that, would it be safe to say that you view your work as a physician as a type of ministry. Is that accurate? That's that's 100% accurate. It is a type of ministry. And you know, Percy, I felt that God led me into this, and he guided me all the way through this. I loved it so much, and my family knew that I loved it so much, so much that my wife is a nurse. I have two daughters who are physicians. Okay. And two granddaughters who are in medical school right now. Wow. And I think it was also because that God saw through me what he did for me, that they saw the same thing, and that they were directed in the like manner. Now, what, what's interesting to me, and I, I don't want to really try to grasp this thought, is how were you able to distinguish or associate, should I say, ministry with the actual practice of medicine? Typically, people view and think of ministry as being in a local house of worship with a pulpit. Uh, on the mission field, somehow you correlated the idea of ministry with the practice of medicine. How did you do that? 
Yes. I, I really, uh, I strongly believe that I'm an instrument of God's care or mercy, that he's given me the education, the tools. Okay. And, and sometimes, Percy, I see people who have lost their faith, and I can see why. I probably lose my faith, too, when I come down with a cancer that, that is very difficult to understand how and how, why am I having all this pain or discomfort. Sure. My job, my hope, is that I can restore that faith again. All of us, every one of us, has to go through suffering sometimes in our life. So with that, let's quickly, uh, with the little time that we have left, can you tell our audience anything about specifically about colon cancer that, colonoscopy, that would be important? Which is a gold Having standard. a colonoscopy. A colonoscopy can be done, but it takes a little bit of time out of your schedule because it takes a day out of your work or whatever you're doing uh, that you have to have a sedation for that, yep. and then you have to go through the colonoscopy. But that's absolutely the best screening test. However, it's not the only one. Now we know that there are, are, are tests that may be more economical, and they won't take a day out of your life necessarily. Mm-hmm. And what are those tests? They can be simple stool examination like occult blood. Okay. Or the, now they can do DNA testing on stools. Okay. And the DNA testing is FDA approved. And what does it do? It examines a stool, and if you have a polyp or if you have a cancer, that test will be positive. That would then lead you to a colonoscopy. You can even have just your doctor with a yearly examination do a digital examination or a rectal examination, Mm -hmm. and he can do a small little scope in his office, and that is also very helpful, and it's becoming more popular. So there are so many different ways now that you can check for colon cancer, either by the colonoscopy, by the examination in your doctor's office. Okay, great. And again, because we want to give people very practical, good uh, solid information of things that they can go and do to empower themselves. It sounds like at the end of the day, there's a lot to be discussed and understood with regard to uh, the field that you practice in. And I am so appreciative of you stopping by today to spend time with us and to share and talk about all of those things. May you continue to do well in your practice. And thank you so much for all the work that you do. You're so welcome, Percy. Very helpful insights today from Dr. Leon Yoder. And we'll be back with more from Percy McRae of Cancer Treatment Centers of America in just a moment. Our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, 
personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae, and it's good to be with you this week. We just heard from Dr. Leon Yoder. Let's talk about uh, the conversation. Well, this was an interesting conversation uh, of all of the conversations that, that we've had so far. And we've talked to wonderful people here on the show, Wayne. This particular physician uh, distinctly and specifically helped us to understand from his vantage point and his belief system of how he felt that his practice of medicine was a type of ministry for him. That's what motivates him. And and he was inspired even as a a, a young lad as he helped us understand uh, in some very unique ways of how he was kind of being led down that path and, and how he ultimately came to terms with really accepting uh, and looking at uh, did should he go to the mission field to be in ministry or or, or go into the direction of, of medicine and science because he felt compelled around people suffering with sickness and disease, and he mm-hmm. felt that that's what God called him to do. And think about the impact of his family. I mean, he, he became a doctor. His wife is a nurse. Two daughters are physicians and two uh, grandchildren in med school. I would have to say that there's a legacy there, and he has certainly uh, established a standard of thought uh, around ministry and medicine that is very, I think, unique in many cases to the practice of medicine for mm-hmm. individuals. Yeah. In addition, though, to his view as uh, his his work as a ministry, he also gave a lot of very practical information. I thought, and of course, the, the title of the show is Health, Hope, and Inspiration, and we want to be informational. Uh, we're not here to give medical advice. We want to be very clear about that. But we do want to provide people with good insights around elements and aspects of evidence-based medicine. And he certainly gave us information about different treatment options Mm -hmm. and uh, different types of cancers that that he works with and very complex uh, types of cancers. And I thought it was very informational. It's so helpful when a doctor is able to make things that are, are so complex so understandable. Well, understandable and certainly, again, uh, a very personal, passionate connection uh, to the work that that he does. And again, connecting that to the idea of being a servant or serving uh, in that capacity, I think is just a tremendous asset to, you know, for lack of a better term, good bedside manner from a physician. Sure. And I see the connection between what you do and what he does. Now, he's a medical doctor and you are a pastoral care specialist. I mean, that's what you do. Correct. I, I guess the, the connection there for me would be, again, uh, the genuine and authentic belief of, of, of being called to minister and, and using uh, my talents, my abilities uh, to serve others and to, and to provide a service in a way that will mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and hopefully physically impact the course and direction of what happens to an individual uh, no matter what their outcome is. And I can certainly tell you, Wayne, that for me over the years, uh, it has been an, an unbelievable experience to see the potential effect of being able to provide that type of service to people in some of their most dire hours. Yeah. Again, as expressed by Dr. Yoder today, his his personal mission and your mission, they come together to serve people. Correct. That's the common denominator. And, and, and when I think of, uh, you know, religion, spirituality, spiritual practices, and application, at the end of the day, it should really be all about the service to humanity and mankind. 
and how can we impact that? Uh, there was a sermon I preached many years ago, how to become an impact player. You know, we talked over the years from a sports background, which is somewhat of my background, a Tiger Woods, a Michael Jordan, that they were impact players. <laughs> sure you <were>. know, uh, <laughs> LeBron James being an impact player, Kobe <laughs> Bryant being an impact player. And, and they talked about how they would put their their passion and their all into what they did to impact what they did and impact others around us. Well, the same would be true with at least my belief and my focus. And I think what we heard also from Dr. Yoder is wanting to impact the world for the better and for the good of the common cause of seeing people uh, journey and move through a process that is difficult and complicated. Yeah. And of course, we, we always mention this on the program, but this spiritual support is available when and if desired by a patient. It's certainly not uh, forced in any way. No, it's not. And again, to elaborate upon that, and we, we, we basically make that statement every week because we don't want anyone to misinterpret what the intention here of the program is. We're not here to drag or force anybody anywhere that they truly do not want to go or, or be in a place that they do not believe is necessary necessary for them. But we, we live in a current culture and climate, and I want to say this, that spirituality is, is, is more of a vogue concept than ever before. Of course, people approach spirituality from very different and unique vantage points, meditation and uh, Tai Chi and yoga and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not here to get into the, the complicated pros and cons of any of that. The point that I want to make and establish very clearly is, is that I believe that people are more interested in the element and idea of spirituality than right. ever before, and being willing and available, particularly in the context of sickness and disease and treatment of cancer, to make that available and to allow that to be a, a part of the support process of working through the tremendous rigors of cancer treatment is the point of the exercise of what we're here to do. And so we're not here to drive anyone's religion or drive anyone into a particular school of thought in that regard. Yeah. Having said that, did you resonate personally with Dr. Yoder's view that uh, he he sees himself as an instrument of God's mercy? You know, I'm glad you brought that up, Wayne. It was a powerful statement when I heard it, because again, when I hear the word mercy and its basic general definition is is to relieve suffering or to help one work through suffering and pain. And he actually uh, talked about how he could see he has witnessed patients who have lost their faith. And he himself said, I probably too would lose my faith in that type of scenario and situation because being a cancer patient is really difficult. It's mm-hmm. hard and it is challenging. And so he talked about the fact that in that, uh, I think that there's a compassion that he has that says that, uh, you know, we all suffer at some point in time. Suffering is part of the human condition. And suffering is also part of being a believer. I want to say it one more time. Uh, I don't hear enough sermons and messages preached about suffering. I hear a lot about getting and prosperity. But being part of the human race and being a believer, we all experience some sort of suffering at some point. And he talked about how uh, sometimes, you know, people are suffering through a cancer journey. And he felt that it was his job to help restore people's faith in that process. That's a very powerful statement. Yeah, and uh, I urge our listeners to go back to Romans 18 as we open the program. That that really says it all for yep. us. And again, the spiritual nugget for the day as we close on this is Romans 18 that says, I consider that our present sufferings, sufferings, 
sufferings, that's in the word of God, are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us for the creature or the creation, talking about the world, the environment, waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. If we truly are calling ourselves children of God and when we experience suffering, it is only to reveal the God that's in us when we begin to glorify God in the midst of those situations and circumstances. So we must understand that suffering has its benefits. It's a matter of how we process and handle that. That is rich, but our time is gone. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, our host each week here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration, and that's our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, or call for more information. Mention radio when you call Cancer Treatment Centers of America at 855-929-HOPE, 855-929-4673. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Call 855-929-HOPE to speak to an oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Or visit healthhopeandinspiration.com. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. To learn more, call 855-929-HOPE or visit healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, care that never quits.